It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. And for Kim today, but we still have Beeb, of course, before he sets sail for France once again. But uh, joining us is Zion Dale from One Sport. And uh, Zion, uh, appreciate you having you on the show. We'll, we've been talking a lot about the uh, the injury to uh, Dupont and what that means for France. What do you think? Beeb's put a line through them now. Is it, now he's out. Are they done? Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, look, uh, I mean, it's, I think that's a fair point. They run most of the attack through him. He plays almost a 9-10 um, role in itself, and the injury is, is very significant. Um, a line through him, yeah, I, I guess you could say so, but also you never know with a, a home team at a home World Cup what they, what they can create. But, gee, certainly a huge blow, and it was quite surprising, actually. I think they were up about 56, almost 60, and you think, you take someone like him off just in case of that risk. Um, but look, certainly a huge, huge blow um, for France. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. And I guess, you know, Ireland or um, South Africa may be licking their lips at a potential quarterfinal against them and think their main threat, one of World Rugby's best player, or at least, um, you know, one of, is, is not going to be there most likely. And B, you were there for that first game against the All Blacks. You know what that crowd can do. You saw the difference it makes for uh, the Warriors and obviously the uh, the All Blacks in 2011. You, you know a home crowd and that kind of uh, atmosphere can can bring the best out of a uh, home team. Can that be a factor to help keep them alive? Does does that not even play into your, your vivid line? Oh, look, my vivid line is a firm vivid. Otherwise, I would have used a crown or a pencil. However... <laughs> You're right. That crowd, like I've I've been to big sporting events. I've been to you know obviously All Blacks games, Warriors games. I don't think you can even start to explain what it was like at Stade Francais. Like it was the closest thing I'd ever experienced to a South American soccer crowd. And if you can't be inspired by that as a Frenchman, um, nothing's going to get you going. It's you're talking about eighty thousand chanting your name, singing your name from an hour out from kickoff. It is, it is something like you have never experienced before. So, look, the crowd might be able to pick them up, but Jeepers, that DuPont, he is something else. And it's just a matter of whether it's just absolutely taking the air out of that squad completely. Beav, uh, it's producer Brad here. I uh, mm. just um, sort of want to clarify, because we are going to ask um, a question around putting the line through a maybe an all-back player. What is the uh, the Beaver sort of mathematical equation yes. when it comes to pulling out the Vivid and inking a name through a team? I mean, you've, you've put a line through the box because they lost Malcolm and Andre. Yes. You put a line through... the Russell Crowe thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you put a line through the Paddies because they've never won a game uh, in the quarterfinals at a Rugby World Cup, and yeah. now you've put a line through... Uh, through France, what is the what is the equation to get into that putting a line through it? Yeah, so for for France and South Africa, it was what their game is built on, and their game is built on uh, South Africa's built on two forward packs going uh, ballistic at you with absolute brute force, and Marks is absolutely front and centre of that, and line out is, and the fellow hooker Mbompe not quite there. Uh, France, as I quite clearly pointed out. Their entire game is based on that. And for Ireland, you get a line because you continually prove me right. They just don't like a semi-final. All right, so uh, Zion, I'm going to put it to both of you lads. We'll start with you first, uh, Zion, as the, uh, our guest on this uh, on this show. Uh, who is the all-black player? If they were ruled out, you go, that's it. AVs are totally done. See, it's hard, and I was thinking about it before, it's hard to say based on the last two performances 
because you'd hope whoever'd come in do a better job than some of the <laughs> some of the players in the last in the last two games. Um, yeah. But oh, look, I just think for one, and it might be um, an odd one, but. Again, with the nine, Aaron Smith. I don't think. I, I mean, look, it's loose to say that if he's not, if he's not there, the All Blacks don't win or they can't. They have no shot of winning. But for me, there's actually no clear-cut player. But I think if you lose someone like um, Aaron Smith, with uh, I guess everything he's done in the jumper, the experience, the way he can play. You know, I know it's his last shot, but um, you know, it, it seems like he could keep going on. And that leadership and everything that he brings in the team would be a huge blow. And you look at the guys that would come in, not to discredit them as bad players, um, but you lose a lot through Aaron Smith. So I know that's probably not a clear-cut answer, uh, but it's probably the best way of, of me getting around it. Yeah. For you, if it's not T-Mac, who is it? <laughs> if it's not T-Mac, I, I sort of agree with Zion. I think, I mean, rightly or wrongly, I think we can cover most situations. And Aaron Smith's an obvious one, but I'm going to be even probably more controversial, and I'm going to say either the guy wearing the seven jersey or the guy wearing the eight jersey. I think from a pack point of view, we could not lose those two. Adi Savir and Sam Kane, I think, I know Sam Kane's got um, a hell of a lot of critics in this country. Um, a lot of them, I think, are based around geography, but I also think... Um, it's been proven when he's at his peak of his powers, he's on another level compared to most. And Adi Savia, as an eight, the gap back to the next eight, or who that could be, I think significant. Yeah, Adi is my pick. I think that anyone who picks a loose board trio at their best for the All Blacks picks Adi in one of those positions, don't they, at least? Um, so even those who are on the Sam Kane doesn't fit zone would say, well, Adi goes in. And if that's the case, you, you miss that too. So I think I think he is absolutely crucial. Now, uh, well, if you don't mind, uh, Zion, we'll keep you till uh, after this break. We'd love to get some more thoughts you here on the press box. But first, it's time for a news and sport update with Johnny Matt. Welcome back to the run home. Beeb and Sam with you today thanks to MG Motor New Zealand. Performance retold with MG4 Electric. It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. And we pick up for the second half with Zion Dale from One News joining us. And uh, Zion, we've got to get to the Warriors. How are you feeling about the Warriors' chances in Brisbane? It is absolutely a cauldron to be heading to. One of the greatest stadiums in rugby league against one of the form teams of the comp. Where do you sit? How, how's your gut telling you this is going to go? Yeah, look, I think positive but realistic. On, to be honest, when uh, the Warriors played the Knights, I thought, beat the Knights, that's a, that's a winnable game, and then Brisbane are just too good. But I don't know if I'm riding the wave or a little bit of the hype, but just being at Mount Smart, at the spectacle that that was, the lift that that would give, uh, the Warriors, I, I think they are in with a chance. Put it this way, after that, I, you know, I thought maybe there is a chance that this side uh, could beat the Broncos. But I've had the Broncos, especially in the um, late part of the season, to be in the final and even win the comp. I mean, the pace that they play with, uh, the, the, the big men, big men um, through the middle is just absolutely dynamic. It's one of those things where the Warriors need to play for 80 minutes. Sound, sounds cliche, but even against the Knights, didn't... They showed glimpses of, of what they're capable of, but to beat a team like that in a spectacle of a preliminary final at Suncorp, like you mentioned, the cauldron, 
they need to be there for 80 minutes and not switch off. And, and you give Brisbane any space. They're so quick. The outside guys like Walsh, that they can really punish you. But, you know, from the signs that at Mount Smart last weekend, riding that wave, um, I think the Warriors are, are a shot. It'll be tough, but I think it's not one that they can't win. Beeb Zion had the, the Bronx even potentially going on to win this thing. It's how uh, well they've been playing at parts of this year. You in the uh, Chemist Warehouse sporting predictions, you're all in on the Warriors, but the Broncos are a team that, while we can get excited about the Warriors' chances, they deserve a whole ton of respect put on their name. And they've been in a pretty dark spot as well in the previous years. They were wooden spooners just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, and for a big club. They are obviously, yeah. they are Brisbane. And uh, for them to be where they were a couple of years ago, obviously, it caused a massive shake-up that, it, that it ended up getting Kiwi Walters' job. The funny thing was, at the start of the week, Sam, I thought it would have to be a tactical and attitude masterclass from the Warriors to get the job done. But then as you, as you start to think about it, is it more of a case, of, are we getting lost in the whole origin being the be-all and end-all? Because you look at the Broncos and you see origin player, origin player. But then is that a disrespect to, I guess, a lot of our Kiwis players, the Adam Fanua Blakes of the world as well? Um, and, you know, I mean, a lot of it's you're just basing it on, oh, he plays origin, you know? And uh, you wonder if, you know, because people talk about the Ford packs and you just see an origin-laden Broncos pack. But then all of a sudden you see a Tohu Harris, you see an Adam Fanua Blake, you know, and all of a sudden you think, well, I'll tell you what, these boys are internationals and they are as good as any. And, you know, would Tohu Harris be a standout in origin? Probably. And all of a sudden you start to think, well, maybe this is more of a 50-50 game than we're giving it, you know, it's due. So, no, I'm, I genuinely believe that uh, the Warriors, they're more than a starter's chance when they get to the Bronx. And... The great thing about sport is, at that level, a lot of it's just going to come down to the old cliche, who wants it more? And the Bronx, if, if the Warriors go there with the right attitude, and the Broncos have been walking around town and getting told how great they are all week, then the Warriors have just got an opportunity just to slip in, get in their faces, and, uh, and do a job on them. Yeah, I'm with you about Origin. It is absolutely uh, overblown, and that's because it's the you know the Aussie media drives the view of rugby league around the world so often. And oh, I'm with you. And there's so many players from New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa that are, are better than players that are playing Origin. They just make themselves unavailable for different uh, different reasons. But certainly, New Zealand is the key reason uh, people get a line put through them. So very exciting. Um, I, I can't wait for tomorrow. I don't know if you can buy this at all, Zion, but I'm absolutely fizzed. <laughs> The, uh, the Storm Panthers, though, we'll get through that one tonight. And as much as I'm looking forward to it, do you give the Storm any hope in hell of upsetting the Panthers? Oh, God. Sorry. Um, yes, I do. It's very rare that a Melbourne team, especially under Craig Bellamy, lose two in a row. And that performance against um, the Broncos first up was disappointing. That They missed every beat and got... And got blown off the park. They were tested against the Roosters, but I think there's a lot of players in that team, and you go back to, to origin players, not for their quality, but have played in big games. Um, it's going to be a big ask. Again, Penrith are very good on a week off, blew the Warriors off the park, but um, there's just something about Melbourne Storm traditionally, the way Craig Bellamy can get his players up, and you've got um, Jerome Hughes there, back, Munster. They don't have the big-name players you know, that they once did when they went on those winning runs. But there's just something about the Melbourne Storm and a Craig Bellamy coach side that instills, that will always just instill the heartiness, the fear, the toughness in, into teams. A big ask, again, I think like um, 
like the Warriors over Brisbane. But um, look, I, I never write a Melbourne, Melbourne Storm side off. You mentioned uh, the coach and the fact of that plays. What about uh, the coach of the year? We're seeing, I'd say, the only three potential contenders uh, are competing this weekend, and that's uh, Ivan Cleary, an outside shot. I don't think they'll give it to him, but it's hard to say, isn't it? He has just led a, a near-perfect season once again from this, uh, pan this side. Kevin Walters and Andrew Webster, both what they've done this year, phenomenal work. Where do you see the Delhi M going, Simon? Um, oh, look, I think it's, for me, I, I agree with you in, in not, it not being Ivan Cleary, although, um, you know, he, how many times has he won it? But I think it's between Kevin Walters and, and definitely Andrew, Andrew Webster. You look at the Broncos last season, just you, a fantastic run and just missing the eight where the Warriors, COVID seasons, they've been away. Um, a team that at the start of the season, I think it's fair to say, that um, the top eight, in, in many people's minds, didn't look realistic, let alone the top four. The way he's been able to turn around a club over two tough seasons. I know it sounds biased because I'm a Kiwi journalist, um, but I think, yeah, it's definitely between those two, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a Warriors double, put it that way. Dally M goes to Sean Johnson, and um, Andrew, Andrew Webster gets coach of the year. I think it's the turnaround that he's done for this club, considering where they were and everything we've been through. I think it goes to, to Andrew Webster. What about you, Beef? Tough, tough for Cleary. Um, what's more, what's what's the guy got to do more? Obviously, the increase, the increases in both. I mean, I'd say, if you're going to talk about increases, Webster has to be better than Walters because look what Walters is dealing with. He's dealing with a, a club with no limit of resources. He's dealing with a roster that, when you look around the NRL would be the envy of most. But when you look at Cleary, like what's he supposed to do if you're giving out the uh, coach of the year? Like what more can you do apart from finish first? And yep, you can say he's got a great squad. Well, I mean, much smarter league people than me will tell you that he actually bought most of them through. So it's an interesting one. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's, it's an award for award's sake. But how do you judge it? And if you if coach of the year means getting your team to be the best team, then it should always go to the team that finishes first, isn't it? But yep, uh, exactly. but Webster, as far as taking a team that no one gave a chance to, similar roster to the one that was dead set awful uh, twelve months ago, to the second last game of the season, then it has to be Webster's. Yeah, listen, I, I hear what you're saying about uh, Cleary, and but there is there is a a fair bit of point to that. Uh, that team is made by Cleary. This team is so good because Cleary's coached them for years. Completely understand. But by that same token, you just would never have given the the prize to anyone but Bellamy or to yes, or, or Bennett for years to come. It's achieving what you have with the squad you have. The squad you have is what you start the year with. And respectfully, I think you or I could have coached the um, <laughs> Panthers to the top eight this year. Yeah, well, fair chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zion, before we let you go, uh, one of the other big things we're looking forward to uh, this weekend is seeing Liam Lawson have another crack. Mm. Um, the Japanese yeah. Grand Prix, looking forward to this in a big way after getting uh, the points first taste of it last time. But we're hearing that uh, AlphaTauri has got their ride, uh, drivers locked in for next year. Now, is this Formula One politics, politics coming down to uh, rip a New Zealander down from an opportunity? Or even Netflix is being suggested as a potential, you know, their love of uh, Danny Ricardo that they want to make sure that he gets the, uh, the the drive next year to make their series or at least maybe a sequel. Well, I just I just think they were probably taken aback a, a little bit by how well he has done 
Um, you know, very. I, I heard um, he was the first maiden driver to score points in Singapore. Um, he had a strong first outing points, and now he's got a chance on a course that he knows really well, having driven in the Japanese Super Super Formula. I just, I, I think they did not expect him to do this well, and when a, a driver that young comes in makes his mark and has done uh, continuously um, you know it's hard to see, you know hard to see him sitting on the sidelines next season I'm hearing that too is, is that um, Yuki Sonoda and Daniel Ricciardo are the favorites to get those seats next year um, and gee the way those Red Bull contracts work it'd be hard to get him out of out of one of those so um, look I, I, I don't think it's politics as such I think they were just you know must be surprised that someone so young um, someone so fresh can can drive like that and, and exceed their expectations that they're going, well, hold on, now we've got to think of this guy clearly because I could imagine some of those teams that are falling at the bottom of the drivers' championships would love to have them, um, love to have Lawson, sorry, in their seat next season. What do you reckon, Babe? Is this all Netflix's fault? Are we, are we supposed to pull our subscriptions now? <laughs> I mean... Are you, are you about to stop using someone else's subscription? I th- no, I've, this is about the one subscription at home that's actually through my name um, and not a friend or a relative. Um, and back to subscriptions, it's actually harder to get out of the sub- subscription than actually get a subscription. So I probably would put in the too hard basket to pull out even if it is the reason that Liam's not going to get a uh, proper ride next year. Look, there's no doubt that uh, money talks. And I think only only a I know he's been spectacular anyway, but only a spectacular finish this weekend. And you've called it top six. Is top six spectacular enough to change change the thoughts? Maybe. Do we need to go higher? Let's hope he does because at the end of the day, we've had other people come on here and say experts in this field say New Zealand it's not that appealing from a marketing point of view. You know, and so when that becomes an issue, then you obviously got to perform better than even a <laughs> bit of good. You know, so let's hope he goes. What you said, top six for twenty three dollars from TAB, bit responsibly, of course. Uh, but let's go even better. Let's go top four. Top four, blow this thing open, and then I'd love to see him in a Ferrari. I don't know about you, but I've just got a got an affiliation of Ferrari. I don't know if it's from PlayStation of yesteryear or Michael Schumacher, but I just love the red car. Would would look pretty cool. Uh, anything that gets him in the car full time next year gets my vote. Uh, Zion Dale from One Sport, really appreciate your time uh, this afternoon. Make sure you enjoy what's going uh, ahead, and especially uh, let's hope we're reporting on a wonderful result for the Warriors come Sunday. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Looking forward to the sport. Thank you. Thanks, mate. That is the press box. Now, to develop tomorrow's champions. Get to rebuild your field of dreams with SCNZ and PGG Rights and Turf. You gotta to head to the win page on the SCNZ website or the app for more details. Get in there, get entering, give yourself a chance to get that field of dreams going.